Benjamin Franklin once said, In wine there is wisdom, in beer there is freedom, and in water there's bacteria. No bacteria here. This is On the Back Bar. On the Back Bar is your gateway to talking to the people behind the scenes at bars, distilleries, and vineyards around the world. We'll talk to the experts in the industry about future trends, people, spirits, cocktails, wine, and everything else. So kick your feet up, pour your favorite drink, and hang out on the back bar. This is Christopher Menning. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to On The Bad Bar Podcast. Of course, it's your host, Christopher Menning. Uh, today, I'm joined by Scott Hansen, the CEO of Island Brands USA. So I'm very excited about this, and we've actually been talking uh, back and forth for, I think, a good three months to have you on the show, mate. And uh, I'm so happy that, that we finally found the time. Clearly, you're a very busy person, and uh, the brand has reached um, a ton of growth recently. But um Anyway, how are you, man? Great to have you on the show. Great to talk about Island Brands and great to talk about you. How's life? Do, do, doing well and uh, really happy to be here. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me. Brilliant. And um, so <laughs> I heard you're in the car right now driving to a meeting. It sounds like um, you're constantly on the move. Is it a, a, a more busy time of year, this festive period? You know, um, normally the uh, the beer business slows down. Um, you know, as the cooler months uh, you know get upon us in the U.S. Um, but our our um, our footprint for distribution includes Florida uh, in the southeast, and so um, that market actually gets busier in the uh, in the winter months. Um, but what's uh, really keeping us uh, pretty busy this time of year, uh, this year, uh, during the winter months is, uh, we're on the precipice of launching Island Spirits, which is our, um, uh, you know, foray into, you know, beyond beer, including, uh, FMBs, ready to drink cocktails and, uh, liquor. And so, uh, uh, that's keeping us pretty busy, uh, as we uh, head into 2023. Fantastic. I mean, um, great news. And uh, obviously, there's, uh, there's a few accolades we can talk about. Um, but I think what will be really great for the audience and, uh, you know, a, a majority of our audience actually live in the United States. So I'm sure they must have heard your brand before. But it'll be really great if you can sort of give us a rundown of, of who you are and what Island Brands USA does. Yeah, so, you know, we... Um we're, we're really a, a disruptive uh, lifestyle brand um, that has come to the market in the last five years to provide premium products across now all segments of the adult beverage space. And uh, our, our consumer, um, really our community, um, really, really looks for a better for you option in the BevAlk uh, segments. Uh, we started with beer and now, as I mentioned, getting into spirits. Um, all our products are only made with the very finest ingredients. And um, we, we, we really stand for a give back ethos, which is a, a large part of the lifestyle brand as a 
as a whole. Um, and so we give we, we pledge one percent of all our revenues back to environmental causes um, through one percent for the planet, which was started by Yvonne Chenard, uh, who's the founder of Patagonia and also the founder of North Face, uh, who challenged other companies to really give back a portion of their uh, profits and, and in our case, revenues uh, to make to make sure the planet's intact. For all those that come uh, after us. Okay, so interesting. So, I mean, um, you started as a beer company, uh, craft uh, beer, and obviously a premium as well. And uh, I really love the branding. And uh, like I said, you know, you've obviously had quite a lot of fame recently as well. You mentioned about being one of the fastest growing crowdfunding campaigns as well. Can you tell me more about that? Yeah, back in um, back in uh, late late uh, twenty nineteen. Um, there was a, uh, a Securities Exchange Commission, which is the SEC, which has oversight over the, um, the uh, equity and, and, and really all markets, um, bond markets, uh, the, you know, stock markets, if you will, uh, in the U.S. And um, they created a new regulation uh, called a Reg CF. And, and what the Reg CF allowed is for um, uh, mid and small size companies to have access to retail investors and, um, and, and be able to raise capital directly with those retail investors. And, and previous to that, you know, the only way that uh, small and mid-sized companies could really um, garner investment was through venture capitalists and private equity um, which, um, you know, typically they would take a larger piece of your company in exchange for funding. Um, this SEC regulation that came out in 2019 allowed for the retail investor to, uh, to, to invest directly in a small and mid-sized companies. And we, uh, we thought it was great as a uh, consumer packaged goods company to have access um, to those retail investors, particularly given that in the U.S. it's a three-tier system and we have to sell our products to a distributor who ultimately has to sell it to the retailer who then sells it to the consumer. And so we, 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 uh, we kind of get boxed out as an alcohol company because of the laws and how we have to sell the alcohol. Um, you know, we get boxed out and really don't don't have a reach directly to the consumer. So we saw it as a really nice way to reach the consumer, build the community, and give them an opportunity to learn about Island Brands. And of course, if they wanted to invest, uh, we we were we would be open to having them uh, you know invest a small bit, uh, two hundred you know as low as two hundred fifty dollars to really own a piece of Island Brands. And have equity. Um, we had no expectation initially, Christopher. We launched our crowdfunding campaign through this new SEC reg, and uh, within 34 days, we raised over a million dollars and became the fastest, most successful crowdfunding campaign of its kind um, uh, in, in U.S. history. Uh, that that's incredible. I mean, uh, I would like. I mean, there's a few questions that come off that. 
Um, firstly, in terms of crowdfunding, how many people um, sort of invested in this? How many people are involved? As of today, we've we've have now over five thousand uh, islanders that have invested, and, wow. and that community continues to grow. And we're we're uh, we've raised uh, just over five point three million dollars. Wow, that, I mean that's incredible. I I think the key word there was community, and um, I do believe any sort of community driven um, projects always uh, work well. And, um, uh, you know, coming off that as well, um, you mentioned about Islanders, and I love that because you've kind of like really brought in a sort of branding and a, a community. And um, I got to ask, so why Island Brands? Where did that come from? And also, why beer? Why was beer the first one you started with? Well, we uh, so so uh, going back to this to the crowdfunding. By the way, um, for for all your listeners, if they're interested in looking at that and learning more details about mm. Island Brands. They can find it by just going to our website, islandbrandsusa.com, and you can read about all the details uh, of, of, the, uh, of the opportunity, but also learn a lot more about Island Brands. It really started um, back in 2016. Um, I do these open ocean sailing races. I did one from Key West to Cuba. And when I got to Cuba, there were really only two offerings of beers, a light beer and a dark beer, um, both of which weren't very good. Um, and they were they were brought <laughs> to the island in partnership with the uh, with with the government of Cuba. Um, being that that Cuba is a communist government, you know, they they um, they they obviously I were probably more in tune with um, the the. Uh, the possibilities for their own economic benefit versus the quality of the beer that was reaching, uh, you know, the island nation, which is served to their, to their, um, you know, to their, to their, uh, uh, to their citizens. Um, at the time, uh, again, the, you know, the, the U S administration kind of was normalizing relations with Cuba. And, uh, I had raced there, tried these two beers and decided that when I got home, I was going to create a company to, uh, to import better quality beer into Cuba. And, uh, when I got home, I created a company called Havana craft imports, uh, made a small investment in a brewery in in the States and, uh, proceeded to white label a beer that would, um, you know, be, uh, you know, kind of bespoke, and special um, that I would send to Cuba for their folks, uh, along with, um, you know, curating some other, you know, high quality beers that I thought they might like. And so uh, I proceeded to design a label that looked like a, you know, a cigar label and had, you know, filigree looking like a cigar label and and, uh, made the can white to represent the powder white beaches of, uh, of, of Veradero in Cuba, which are absolutely just stunning, beautiful beaches. Um, you know, you know, really the most beautiful beaches that I've ever seen in the Caribbean. And, uh, there's just a, Mm. a a really beautiful multiplicity of blues in the, uh, in the, in the ocean and sea around Cuba. And I put, uh, put those colors uh, and match the top of the can to match the color of the water and, uh, and, 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 and called the beer Island. 
just to you know pay homage to to that Cuban uh, you know to the to the island nation of Cuba, and um, you know printed about three hundred thousand cans was uh, going to start being the product, and uh, the State Department had different different idea, and uh, they froze my 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 PayPal account that I was using um, to 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 you know to buy the. The, the, the cans and, and et cetera, and, you know, basically uh, had to pivot and, uh, and could never get the beer to Cuba. So ended up uh, starting to sell the product in the U.S. Five years later, we're the fastest growing, uh, you know, one of the fastest growing companies um, as named by Inc. Magazine. We, we've been very humbled and fortunate to have some great press uh, by Outdoor Magazine and Forbes and, uh, you know, every day we put one foot in front of the other. Our team continues to, you know, just uh, try and keep up with demand. And, uh, mm. you know, we're excited now. We're starting to expand beyond the 13 states we're, we're currently sold in in the, in the U.S. And we're expanding into the Northeast um, to, uh, to really ultimately, eventually, be uh, uh, you know available uh, domestically nationwide. Uh, we also sell the beer to uh, Costco in Shanghai, um, uh, out 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 your way, and um, and we we're served on all 26 ships fleet wide and Carnival Cruise Lines. Um, so a lot a lot a lot has happened in five years, and uh, we still haven't been able to get the beer to Cuba, um, but um, <laughs> never say never. Well, I'm glad that's still, uh, you know, in in your heart to to try and get it there one day. And I feel sorry for the Cubans that <laughs> haven't, you know, tasted your beer. But I mean, there's, there, you know, I'd love to hear more about the liquid itself and the production. But I think we'll touch on um, the crowdfunding campaign first, because we have a wide variety of listeners. You know, we have a lot of uh, bartenders, bar managers, but also the people that work in commercial aspects too. And I'm wondering. You know, what are the keys to success of a uh, crowdfunding campaign? And what did you really think were the sort of pinnacles of, you know, where you invested the most time that gave you the most output? Well, I mean, you know, I I think I think the uh, you know what (laughs) I get no less than than a half a dozen inquiries, uh, you know, almost weekly from other brands that want to understand what what the keys to the success of our, of our crowdfunding campaign are. And, and I, I, I attribute that to the brand itself. Um, you know, that's Mm -hmm. why I encourage people to, you know, make their own decision by going to islandbrandsusa.com, uh, reading about the campaign, uh, check out our media, you know, there, there, there's really, you know, two, two uh uh you know sides of the coin when it comes to beer um you know really in 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 the u.s uh one side of the coin is global conglomerates um that really have billions of dollars in marketing budget and um you know and they do all they can to to play defense and uh and 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 really box each other out conglomerate against conglomerate and as such, with all that money being spent, they really they really box out. And by boxing out each other, they're they're also boxing out 
um, you know, other brands to even, you know, meet, you know, get to that point where they would be, you know, somewhat ubiquitous um, in, 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 you know, the ecosystem of, of consumers uh, that are out there. Um, and then, and then on the flip of that, you have now 9,000 craft breweries uh, just in the U S and, and many, many more, you know, globally. And those craft breweries are very artisanal and, you know, create, you know, their own, um, you know, cool concoctions for, for those folks that, you know, are local to their breweries. Um, you know, we, we kind of straddle the fence between those massive conglomerates and those smaller artisanal companies. And, and I would say that, you know, scaling that in, in the 21st century is something that hasn't been done um, since, since a lot of those uh, folks that, that came to the U.S. to start uh, their own beer companies, you know, way back in the, in the late 1800s and early 1900s, including uh, the Bush family and, and Coors, Peter Coors and, and, and all the rest of them that, you know, uh, are, are no longer around like Schlitz and, and some of the others. But, um, you know, we, we, we really took an approach to provide a much higher quality beer um, that's accessible to the masses. And so we subscribe to the Reigenheis law, which is, uh, you know, a, an old law from the a German law from the 1500s that subscribes that our beer would only be, um, you know, pure and with the finest ingredients, water, hop, malt and yeast. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I think a lot of those companies that started with that philosophy when they brought their beers to the U.S., uh, from Germany, um, you know, whether it be Coors or, 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 or Anheuser-Busch, they, they also started with that uh, philosophy. Um, but I think over time, you know, uh, some of those brands lost their way. And, uh, you know, in order to, you know, keep, you know, keep competitive, um, you know, they, they added certain things, adjuncts and corn and rice and, you know, those you know those beers are just fine if, if you want corn and rice in your beer. But you know, we subscribe to uh, just you know the way beer would have been made in the 1500s. And I think that you know those folks that are out there that you know taste our liquid uh, would would you know agree that you know there there's a different flavor profile there that you know hasn't been um, you know hasn't been tasted in a, in, in, in a very very long time um and and they believe in if they believe in it then um you know that that's that's the platform we give them um you know to actually become an owner and a part of the island community we also you know we we, we call that clean uh in our in our you know in our world so uh clean is 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 what we consider you know uh only only the finest ingredients all clean ingredients. Um, we call it the clean choice. And, and we subscribe to that. We put it on our boxes. We put it in all our cans. Um, the clean choice is what Island stands for. Um, and that also goes back to, you know, the give back ethos of 1% back uh, for the environment. We subscribe to a, a clean environment. And a lot of the folks that invest in our company you know, they they uh, they represent people that 
want a better quality, clean beer, but they're also surfers and sailors and they're generally outdoorsmen and outdoor, you know, people, uh, you know, women included that would prefer that, uh, the environment that they live in be clean. And, uh, they love the fact that we give 1% of our revenues back to environmental causes and, uh, you know, clean, clean, I think is the proverbial word that represents, uh, Island brands. I mean, it's fantastic, and I'm glad you sort of touched on a lot of the production behind it. And I I think leading on to that would be great if we could talk about, you know, the SKUs themselves. And, you know, you currently have a a couple, so you have the Coastal Lager. um, You also have the Southern Peach, Peach for the Stars, uh, and also a Lemonada. So can you tell me more about each SKU and and sort of how you develop them? And I guess what people can expect when, when they pick up a can. Yeah, so we started with Island Coastal Lager, which is just our flagship, uh, you know, lager beer that tastes like beer. It's easy drinking. Um, it only has the finest ingredients, grains, and really, you know, great, great, great ingredients uh, that 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 make up that beer. And um, and then we created a lighter version in a slim can um, that that was, uh, you know, to to provide uh, our community with a lighter version, really, of Island Coastal Lager. Uh, so uh, Island Active is that lighter version. It's 88 calories, 2.6 carbs, and is essentially just the lighter version of Island Coastal Lager. Those are our two co-flagships, and we wanted to create fruited versions of each of those beers, of ICL and of Active. And... Um, we, uh, we, we, we use only fresh puree of fruit when, um, when providing, uh, you know, the uh, brand extensions of those two flagships. Um, so for Island Coastal Lager, we developed a, uh, a peach, a lemon, and a uh, palmello, which is our grapefruit beer. And then with Active, we have a lime, a mango, and a watermelon. And um, we're, we're, we have under development additional fruited lagers that will uh, be line extensions of both of those families. And, um, you know, we're, 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 not, uh, we're not interested in making tropical IPAs or porters or any of those other style beers. Um, you know, we, we really love the easy drinkability of a lager. Um, and, and we have the fruited versions of those. And now we've gone beyond beer uh, into, um, you know, spirits and uh, ready-to-drink cocktails. And we subscribe to uh, the similar uh, clean ingredients, fine ingredients um, in, in those products as well. Okay, noted. And, you know, you mentioned that a lot of people contact you about the crowdfunding and, and, you know, ask you about your success and how you got there. And I guess a lot of it attributes to a, the branding, uh, you mentioned about clean as well. And, um, I guess really taking a priority and, um, making sure the production is, is as, uh, I guess, um, transparent as possible, but also just kept very, um, you know, easy. There's no sort of additives or anything or, but uh, in terms of branding and making a product, there must have been a time where you sat down with your, I guess, your team or yourself, and you thought, okay, this is the direction we need to go. This is, uh, these are the key pillars or, or the branding pillars. 
Um, can I ask back to then, maybe when you were sitting down at the drawing board, what was that discussion like? Where, where was your, your mind going when you first started? Well, I went back to Cuba and, and, and tasting those, those beers that were, you know, um, a partnership between a, a massive conglomerate and the Cuban government and um, the shortcuts that they took to create those beers were evidence, you know, the evidence and the, the quality uh, could be tasted. And it was, uh, you know, it was it was pretty clear that, you know, the, 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 the products that were, you know, provided to the to, to the Cuban citizens were just really subpar. Um, and, um, you know, that, that that really that really drove the. Uh, you know, the direction of what, you know, what I wanted to create for them um, and import into Cuba. Um, and, uh, you know, as I said, you know, the pivot to sell the product in, uh, in the U.S. and beyond has been received, I think, so well uh, by, by, you know, those folks that have discovered us um, because I think that there is a, a missing link in the market and there was a gap to be filled, um, you know, not just in Cuba, uh, but, but really in, in the market as a whole for just a high quality drinkable beer. But, you know, I think that give back ethos and, and providing, um, you know, uh, you know, a portion of our revenues back to environmental causes, uh, speaks to those folks that, choose island brands and that community i think is is you know we're we're in chapter one of a very long book um you know to 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 find those folks and for them to find us and um i believe there's a lot of people out there that would would rather have a higher quality product that uh gives back to those causes that um that they believe in and you know um again i think the the fishermen the surfers um, you know, the, the outdoorsmen, um, you know, the runners, you know, those people that, uh, you know, are active lifestyle folks. Um, those are the people that are a large part of our community. Completely understand. And I like the analogy of um, the fact that it's one chapter in a, in a long story. And you you mentioned at the beginning about bringing spirits into the brand the category itself i guess that is the next chapter can you tell us more about the spirits part of, of the business yeah we we've developed a uh, a cinnamon tequila called island volcano uh that mm. will be launching in um in uh q1 of uh, 2023 and uh we're we're really excited about that product it's a uh, it's uh, agave it's high quality tequila, um, but we uh, we we made a cinnamon version of tequila, which I believe is going to be a great disruptor in the market. There's uh, there's no cinnamon tequila that's ready readily available uh, in the in the U.S. market currently, and uh, we're really excited about that. We also are launching Island Coastal Rum uh, that comes in a spiced, a dark, a white rum as well as a key lime and a uh, coconut rum. And, uh, you know, all, all those products are uh, uh, very high quality premium products. And, uh, you know, when we looked at our community, 
um, you know, there, there are some folks that aren't necessarily beer drinkers. They might be tequila drinkers or rum drinkers. And we wanted to make sure that we provided products to the community that, that uh, supports Island brands uh, the same way we did with the beer. And so we've, uh, we've also developed uh, two uh, ready-to-drink cocktail lines that are 5% ABV, uh, all gluten-free, um, that are uh, 100 calories a piece in a slim can. One is called Island Riptide, which is our rum-based can cocktail line, and uh, Island Wave Water, which is our tequila-based uh, uh, real spirits um, and uh, natural flavoring. Um, and uh, we're really excited about those lines as well. Well, it sounds like you have a lot going on. Um, one thing which I'm interested in, and maybe some of the listeners too, uh, Scott, you are the CEO of the company. Um, I can imagine that you wear many hats on a daily basis. And even talking to me now, you're, you're driving you know, cross country to, to another meeting. But can I ask, what, what, is the, what is your daily schedule like? What's the daily life of a CEO like? Uh, well, you know, for, for, for me, I usually wake up um, pretty pretty early and uh, start with emails, uh, usually around, you know, 5, 5.30 in the morning. And uh, I, I usually work from, uh, from home uh, until about, uh, you know, 9.30, 10 o'clock. And I head to our office or otherwise meetings. And, uh, you know, I don't really have a set schedule on a daily basis, but typically... Uh, I, I put in, you know, 70, 80 hours a week. I don't, I don't really, uh, you know, the, my, my personal life and, and my professional life are, are really, you know, blurred in a lot of ways, um, which I love. And, uh, I, and, and, and I have a, a great deal of passion for uh, bringing Island brands to where I think, um, you know, it can, it can, it can be. And uh, so there's, there's no real set schedule, um, you know, I'm, I'm always on go. <laughs> I see. I feel uh, very much the same way. And are there any global ambitions for the future? Yeah, we're, we're, we're currently talking to some folks in uh, other countries about licensing island brands. Uh, as I mentioned, we, we sell the product to Costco in Shanghai. And uh, I think there's a, a, a lot of opportunity for um, us to provide our products to, you know, uh, you know, the community that I know that's out there, not just in the EU, but Asia PAC and, and obviously uh, in, in, in the greater, you know, North America. Um, you know, I think that the folks that, you know, are our community in the U.S., I think there's there's the same folks that are out there, um, you know, uh, worldwide. And, uh, you know, it's it's. Uh, it's partly my job to uh, find those partners in uh, in other markets that want to want to you know uh, uh, license the brand and uh, and and provide uh, you know our our products and our give back ethos um, to those communities in other countries as well. Fantastic. Scott, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show, mate. And uh, once again, thank you for, uh, you know, finding the time. It's uh, it, it's obviously been very difficult because we're sort of 12 hours uh, behind each other. But um, just before you go, is there, is there anything you want to sort of, um, 
you know lend to the listeners and maybe is there any sort of um key philosophies or key mantras that you believe that any sort of um budding entrepreneur should focus on well i mean i you know i think i think uh generally i think life is short and we should all just be very kind to each other and so spreading good vibes is a part of what mm. we do and we want to be we want to be really um good stewards to the to the earth for all for all those people that are out there that are you know chasing their own dreams and and have passion to to start uh you know their own uh you know companies i would i would suggest that there's a lot of people out there that have a great deal of generosity and help um and and seek those people out because uh, there's no reason to go it alone. There's a lot of opportunity um, to, uh, to 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 garner, you know, um, assistance and help from other people. And uh, when you hit those roadblocks, you know, just put one foot in front of the other. And uh, resilience is key. Uh, you'd be surprised what wonderful gifts are on the other side of those problems that you need to solve. And uh, you know, I I just say that. Uh, you know, again, you know, life is short. Be kind to each other. Great advice, Scott. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for sharing your story on the podcast. I appreciate it. Cheers, mate, and uh, best wishes. Thank you so much for listening to the show, guys. Uh, we are available on Spotify, iTunes, and all other major podcast providers. Your support helps my show grow and I love you for listening. So thank you so much. If you want to be a part of it even more, please look at the show notes. You can find links to our Facebook group, The Beverage Network. You can also find links to my Patreon page where you can help the show grow even further with small donations. And you can also find my email where you can reach me anytime with any questions. You guys are amazing. I love this industry. Let's keep it growing. Thank you for listening to On The Bad Bar.